Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Live Reality Games podcast, talking about Scotty Survivor Season 2, Lost in Time, episode number dark, episode number nine. (laughs) (laughs) I am Naomi. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Lee, to talk all about the calamity, the post-Puppet Master world. Lee, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I am very warm. It's summertime and I do not do well in heat. <laughs> uh, we uh, Literally, we just spent like, a whole 20 minutes complaining about how Ireland's yeah, freezing. So. I don't know. If, uh, what's warm to you, Lee? Like, um, <laughs> anything above uh, 20 degrees. That's Celsius. All right. Uh, everyone Celsius. get out your conversion calculators. We'll I think that's out. like, um, I want to say 70 in your guys' people. <laughs> It's well, it's well, it's right now it is it's 56 degrees in Dublin, so <laughs> I think it's not very hot. Oh my god, I you will die! I can't, you're gonna die. Yeah. Please go to Virginia Lee, you're gonna melt. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. I'm expecting myself the second I get off the airport just to be like, Ugh. yeah. Good luck. Arms up, sweat out. Well, we are joined by one of the incredible minds behind Scotty's Survivor. It's Shane. Once again, Shane, how are you? How's it going? Doing well. You know, the season continues to be crazy and it's a lot of fun to put out. So happy to be uh, here. Are you sure about that? Seeing as how much of a, like an emotional turmoil this week's episode seemed to put you through. Uh yeah, well, it's back and running, so that's what's, that's what's important. <laughs> uh, we're back to the original three that started uh, reviewing Scotty Survivor. Oh, Aaron and Govan are very missed. Don't get it twisted. True. We would yeah. like them to be here. But we are talking all about episode nine, the dark round of Scotty Survivor. Let's start off right at, right at the gate. Where did this concept come from and why did you choose to execute it at this vote in, in this episode? What was all the thinking behind it, Shane? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I have to think about it a little bit because it's been so long since we had this initial planning meeting. But we wanted something to do with time or like hours of the day. And the only thing that we could think about was like light and dark which is like kind of where the like the next week's twist came from like it's like almost like a light round in a way like um like the antithesis of that almost but not really um and so we wanted something to be like completely in the post-merge because we didn't really have any like we had like one twist pre-merge but we didn't really have anything that was like we didn't really have anything to do with time so we were like all right we'll just throw something that will definitely shake up the post-merge dynamics because if we learned anything from our first season we knew that the merge dynamics had to be ones that we hoped would change constantly (laughs) and so we figured if that is not the case and they are not changing the dark round will probably create some level of chaos where people feel like they can be messy Now, we did not anticipate it to be as messy as it was executed, but it's still, and how could we have, because we didn't know that there was going to be a puppet master or a smiling assassin or what, what not. Like the cats, these cats love to give themselves titles. Yeah. Mostly undeserved. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's like kind of where that came from. Why now? we wanted to give it a couple rounds into merge um, because we felt like, again, if we we wanted to see how the merge dynamics played out, give it a couple rounds and then throw a twist at them and then follow it up with touchy subjects because who doesn't love touchy subjects after a dramatic round? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, So it was very carefully planned out of when we were going to do this just because if we had done this at the beginning of merge, I don't think that it would have had the exact, same effect Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good point lee how did you feel about this twist um i was very excited because um the fun of not knowing things is just great to watch one of my favorite like little twists that i recently discovered was in like the first season of syracuse 
where the merge, the very first merge immunity, they didn't know who won it until right before the votes were read. So I thought that was like very interesting. Like, oh, it would be very interesting to see how these people go at it without like knowing who wins the immunity because everyone's just like, we're going to write off that person, but not yeah. knowing who it is in theory is usually great. May well, this episode everybody pretty much knew who won immunity because everybody else was terrible at the challenge bar uh, Vivian and Valen <laughs> and I mean not knowing the votes it's the best way for people to be like okay I'm gonna like divert myself from my usual group and take out somebody that is in my group I don't trust as we saw with Xavier and Ethan and pretty much everyone and pretty much get away with it yeah I think that the dark ground, so the dark ground reminds me a lot, not to bring up this cursed word, but it reminds me a lot of sequester where you don't know the vote count. What's that, Lee? Why is sequester cursed? Just just, uh, kind of a mess, I would say, in the LRG landscape at this point. Well, I'll tell you more off air. But the the idea of like not really knowing the vote counts and not knowing some of the more core elements to how you're going to vote inherently produces more chaotic choice making so for example like the whole discussion that we'll get into of like vivian thinking maybe i should give my immunity to abby so that everyone who votes for abby it doesn't count and all of these choices where in the end you can walk away from that vote ethan's gone you don't know what the vote count was and go i didn't vote for ethan and maybe you darn did i'm sure that's what henry's going to do you know i didn't (laughs) vote for ethan i i don't have any idea why my alliance went home and it really opens up the opportunity to make a move that will down the line be something you can display at final tribal council, I feel like. If you get there, you know, hey, in the dark round, I did this with this, these people and we sent Ethan home. Like, there you go. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought, like, for you and Govin, this is uh, a genius, like, concept and execution. And it produced a really fantastic episode. If this episode would have been lost in time, I would have been very sad. <laughs> uh, it, it wouldn't have. I mean, I would have... If it if it had like malfunctioned, I would have gone back. I knew exactly what I had done already, so I would have just gone back and redone the whole thing. <laughs> it would have taken some more time. It would have taken me another week, but I would have done it. You know, what I'm I mean? pretty sure we would have waited. <laughs> oh yeah, I I would have gone back and done it. I knew exactly where everything was, so I got lucky that I had made a backup copy on my hard drive, and all I needed to do was re-download everything. So lucky for me (laughs) so let's start at the immunity challenge right because this was so fun your own version scotty comics uh very creative very cute i like everybody sort of observing themselves (laughs) because how many people were actually like big brother fans on this cast would you say shane i don't think anybody that's, As they should be. It's a terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it. We did another version of this in season three, where like the shout out Lindsay from Michigan, who actually um, illustrated the comics like by oh, hand. Oh, cool! And then like it, it, like we 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 took this a whole another step after we realized that like it was like kind of a success. Um, so like this challenge was great. It was so fun. The only part of it that like kind of sucked was like how late at night we did it. So like we. Um, and it was like literally like right after Ricky got voted out, like yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> complaining in it, but that's kind of I love a late night challenge because I think it invokes some of the exhaustion and stress of Survivor without it being like you know starve yourself for three days. Like it gives it's it's still like a fun you know everyone's a little tired and cranky and it makes. I it- think too the other thing what that we learned from like doing this outdoors and we moved to indoors for the next season was like you inherently have an advantage if it's lighter outside like vivian and valen who went first obviously finished it because they had more light granted i will say that the flashlights should have made it possible for people to tell the difference but they're really like it the cameras couldn't capture the job like to do it justice of like how subtly they were different like they were yeah so so subtly different the the little like gradients that we changed just to fuck with them. Like it was oh like we, there were some that like the only thing that was different was like the slight version of a gradient. Like that was it. Oh, I'd hate that. I do want this challenge to be like, I don't think it will be, but I want it to be like a season tradition where it's like, 
we have this challenge every season because it's this legendary you, game you like or because i wasn't on production but um it'll be it'll if i have anything to do with it it'll be back in all stars <laughs> yay um, I, uh, we do, we do OTEV on Survivor New York and that's, I think actually a great challenge that translates directly from Big Brother to Survivor very easily. And I love doing OTEV. Um, but this challenge I think translates just as well. And I think that you guys did a great thing of like, you know, timing out after 20 minutes. It's like, nobody wants to see them struggle after 20 minutes. Um, and good for Vivian and Valen, like congrats. And, and Really, it was seconds between the two of them when you realize. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I think it was like five seconds. Yeah. Four seconds. Something absurd. Uh, can we talk about um, everybody's uh, persona? <laughs> so, yes. Some of them we were a little lost on because we could have gone a little bit further, but like we didn't want to completely expose things that like didn't like was probably in the, in the open. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like we could have gone so much further with Vivian and been like the puppet master behind the puppet master, but like <laughs> nobody knew that, so we couldn't. Yeah. So she's just Miss PhD. Um, what I was your wondering... favorite, Lee? Um, well, I said this in the Discord, like the shadiness of Mr. Invisible for Nikhil. Um, I also want to know the story behind uh, Tina Nader 2.0. Oh, yeah. God, so Ethan, if you haven't noticed, Ethan has named himself Tina in the Discord. Yes, he has. Um, I don't <laughs> so know I don't... with Ethan, but like he had an obsession with both Anna and Tina, like post getting voted out. Like, and I, I yeah. didn't have any footage of this, so I like I guess I couldn't put it in. But like he always would talk about like how much Tina was robbed or how much Anna was robbed, and like he reacts in like our Discord, our Scotty Survivor Discord, with like three people. Dorothy, Anna, and Tina. Like that is it. Like that's who he reacts with. <laughs> well, Dorothy well, not make sense since they share the same placement. Uh, uh. He actually applied um to <laughs> All Stars is Dorothy. No, he applied to yeah, he applied to um to be a host of season four with Dorothy's information and she had no idea. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear, Ethan just takes like the most random people to obsess over. Yeah, so does like Big Brother Twitter, like and Survivor Twitter. That's how it is. You find your queens and you stand them, and it yeah, doesn't matter but... what they do. I will be a cushy stand for life for no other reason than I have yeah, but... cushy rules. We love cushy. Yeah, we but love that. Cushy. Oh, cushy. cushy! I thought you said Chrissy. Cushy for all stars. Yeah, but cushy makes sense. I'm Tina, really Dorothy's an icon Tina also makes sense. <laughs> Anna, not so much. Dorothy, I, I, I can see it. I thought Anna gave us a very entertaining episode. Eh, nothing we haven't seen before. Well, Lee just doesn't like a mean girl, huh? Um, no, it's not that I don't like a mean girl. I just, I like an entertaining mean girl. I think she was entertaining. <laughs> no, I think she was just mean for the sake of being mean. <laughs> Not that. Not that. Um, I just wow. not impressed. Although I am someone who although she probably doesn't care. She probably doesn't know I exist. I just wanted to pivot us back to the challenge for a second because <laughs> I really loved like like Haley's running and talking <laughs> out loud. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole challenge. My only personality trait, I play the cello. <laughs> Oh, she was so mad at me for that. <laughs> she was so mad at me for that. Oh, yeah. How were people's reactions to their uh, persona? Henry some were good and some were not. Nikhil knew it was coming because he even said it himself. Um, <laughs> although he was, like, slightly offended because, for whatever reason, Nikhil thought he was doing things. Um, yeah. Illusion. Um Ethan laughed. Abby obviously knew it was coming. Vivian was happy that we didn't expose her. Xavier was mad. Yeah, that was about it. Uh, what about Nadia? Oh, Nadia laughed. She was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, why was Xavier mad? Is because like uh, he just—it was another one of those Haley things where it's like, "Is this my only personality trait that I play ultimate frisbee?" And I'm yes. like, yes. <laughs> "Yes, yes, I know people who play ultimate frisbee." Yes, <laughs> it is. 
I'm surprised you didn't give him something like the Golden Boy, but maybe that would have been like too no, no, you know what, game see, exposing. The, the thing is, I didn't want to inflate his ego any more than it needed to be. There you go. If this was made nowadays, I feel like people would be like Xander 2.0. <laughs> well, enough people call him Xander in the Discord by accident, so. I think I did it once, but I yeah, also yeah. like keep calling Xavier from um, uh, Big Brother 23 Xander. So it's it's a oh, mess. that one. Well, because my other... little brother goes by Xander, so it's like oh, a mess, mess. The other thing with Haley is that she just like has so many good lines. Like her line about like Ethan and Abby being her dysfunctional parents. <laughs> Haley's giving the confessionals. Like now that I she love Haley. Haley was like really nervous for this season to come out because she was like, oh, I feel like people are gonna think I'm so boring. And I'm like, Haley, you clearly didn't watch the confessionals. <laughs> I think like not even boring like Haley is the perfect combination of like she's very polite and she's not going to say anything too disparaging about somebody but she's also like going to read you to your core she's going to tell you what she thinks of you Mm -hmm. in a very polite way and you're going to be like damn I should really reevaluate my life so that Haley likes me more you know what I mean like (laughs) just just you got to change some small things up Haley if you're watching this you have fans yeah we will come back for all stars Haley we're fans um Okay. You're my winner pick in the merge. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some of the ramifications of last episode and what's going on here because um, a- Abby and her idol is what I really want to talk about and and the wasted or not wasted idol. Um, the, how do you feel about Abby's idol play? I, I couldn't join you guys last week. How are you feeling now, seeing how things play out? <laughs> I mean, I still understand why she played it. She thought yeah. it was going to be a tie. So, and in the reload, she was most likely to get votes, so I understand. I really don't understand why she thinks it was a waste to use the Verandi idol, because why risk somebody else finding the merge idol? Mm-hmm. And if she played the merge idol and said it was the merge idol, then people will still know she has the Verandi idol, because I'm sure Ethan will probably tell people. I think her plan was to play the merge idol and tell people that it was the Verandi idol. And so she'd be the only person who know who knew that the merge idol was back out there. So she could go find it again. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But if she played it, and if it looks, if I'm pretty, they all look the same. So it like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of like why. But I I don't know. I, I think that this was a decent like assumption. Like she really beat herself up about it. But like considering what the information she had like it was a fair assumption like i would do the same if i were her yeah i think we all would because nobody knew well majority of the people didn't know about ethan playing voting for ricky except for the ducks but at the same time like abby abby knew that like there was a chance that ethan was playing his idol right and so Mm -hmm. That knowledge, because like to me, the big fear is that like you you can't trust a, a big majority of your tribe, or you can't trust six people essentially. And you know that uh, an idol is going to be played, and another idol is going to be played. What are the chances that you, yeah, you Abby the puppet master cop a vote, and then either you go home or it's a tie? Like, and I think that she was right to have those fears, and it, it's tough. But like the the paranoia is placed in like a good survivor player. That is like a definite fear to have when idols are being thrown around and nobody seems to care about whether or not it's going to impact you. I think that she and Vivian should have voted. I mean, clearly not because Henry ended up helping them, but like if they wanted to keep Ricky, they should have voted for Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Split the votes. Absolutely. Um, I don't think Ricky was that good for their games, to be honest. So no, I I don't think Ricky was. No, he was ready to turn on Abby at least. I don't know if he would have turned on Vivian. I think he would have. He was ready to go to the end with Haley and Valen, which seems to be the running theme. Yeah. Which um I'm kind of surprised Valen was like perfectly fine with Ricky going. Well, she wasn't. That's that's what Vivian like said in like in in the episode is like we already Ethan already made Valen like kind of upset once by voting out Ricky. Or, like, understands why. But, like, she wasn't thrilled about it. Yeah, that seems to be a common thing with Valen. Like, she's okay with people doing terrible things to her. Like, vote, almost voting her off. Voting off her closest allies. Yet she still sticks with them. 
Um, somebody should really talk to this girl and explain what Stockholm Syndrome is to her. I actually am now kind of concerned. <laughs> if Alan's ever on this podcast, um, which I don't know if she ever will be. <laughs> we shall see. I, okay, here's, here's my, yeah, I agree with the take. Ricky, good to go home, right? Actually better for everybody's game. Especially considering he had this side alliance with Nikhil, which means that Nikhil has less power, which is great. Did but, Nikhil have any power to begin with? No, but now he has even less power. Um, and <laughs> I think, you can have less than nothing. I think that Ethan made, obviously, as we know, a huge mistake last episode. Now, I just want to talk about it with you, Lee, for a second, knowing what we know now, knowing that just basically gets Ethan sent home in one way or another. And I guess maybe Shane, I don't know if you have an insight. Who should he have targeted if not Ricky? Like, if if you're like, does he does he play the idol? Does he hold on to the idol? Like, what is the thing that Ethan should have done? Why isn't Ethan on this episode? Uh, all right, well, I'm sure we'll interview Ethan at some point. But like, what Lee should Ethan have done to not have this happen to him? Um, I don't think it's why he should have done this episode. I think it's why he should have done last episode. Yeah. I still think he shouldn't have voted off Runjin. He should have just got rid of Nikhil and then take Nikhil's spot in that majority five. And another thing, I think we said this last episode as well, another mistake is that he was the only vote for Ricky. Had another person vote for Ricky or he just lied and said, I voted Vivian, I don't know who the Ricky vote was, then... He could have had some of the targets off his back. It's the fact that he did. He did control the first two merge votes back to back. If it was just one, then people would be like, okay, I'll give you a second chance. But as both Haley and Abby said in their voting confessionals, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you're going home. I think what Ethan should have done was get Vivian to flush the idol and have all the six vote for Ricky instead. You get the same result. And they might be a little bit mad, but Vivian was going to play the idol regardless. So it doesn't really matter. I think that's a great point. And I think that even splitting it three and three, right? Like you, your goal shouldn't be to have to save Xavier with an idol. Like that is the worst possible move because as we know, with like playing an idol for somebody it can keep your ally in the game, but I think more often than not, it makes your ally say, well, I need to usurp the person that put this on me because I look like I'm weaker than them. And then for you, you have an idol and it's super flashy and it looks like a great game move in front of everybody. And for Xavier, like, at the end of the day, like, Xavier, really? Um, and so early, right? Because that was Final 10, it's only final nine and then it even goes home you know it's too much mess too soon and i love even very dearly but too mess you want to hear a funny idol play story that i have that i've seen obviously so as you know i watch a lot of mc survivor and i know nobody will understand this unless you do shout outs to lee chris um he there was this guy who found the idol day one but his tribe was going to the very first tribal he played the idol on his ally who flubbed up the challenge and everybody was fine with going home. Now his ally is kind of a piece of shit and he's not a good player. So he decided to play the the idol on his ally and then got voted off the next episode, So, which was the second tribal ever. So I think that just shows if you have an idol, there's no need to play it right away, especially at the very first tribal council. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I feel like that that reminds me of on uh, uh, one of the first episodes of a season of Survivor South Africa. They like go to rocks, and it's like, what is happening oh, right Philippines. now? Oh my god, that's a mess. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's let's talk for a second about the strategy, not for more than a second, about strategically what's going on. I, I first want to talk about um, Vivian, the idea of Vivian giving up immunity, because I think it's really fun the way that. Not only is Vivian really plotting, but Haley backstabbing Vivian? Question mark. Haley is yeah. I don't get that. I don't think it was a smart, like a smart idea for. I think Haley was getting some of like the big move itis from Ethan and being like, "Okay, I gotta have my big move," but like that's not the one you should make, Haley. (laughs) 
no. Bailey is secretly evil. <laughs> I think that that maybe that comes from the fact that like here here's where I think that brews from is like okay, uh, Vivian's won immunity. That must mean she's smart and like she's winning competitions. But she might give up that ability to win a cup. Like she might give up her win. Do I try and take her out while she's vulnerable? And you know, you have to sit there and go, no, don't do that. Which you know, Haley does, right? She does not yeah. vote. I think that Haley wanted Vivian out because of the whole thing with the Dori idol and realizing that Vivian yeah. is a really big threat. But not, and then she comes to the realization that she needs Vivian and Abby for now. Like she's like who am I going to vote with if I don't have them? Because, yeah, I have these side alliances with Valen and Xavier, but they're not voting with me. Yeah. This, this is going to sound controversial, and I don't mean this as an insult, but Haley reminds me of, like, Mallory 3.0, where she's very, like, Mallory from Michigan, or, Ma- oh. or Ellie from UVA, right? Where it's this very, very nice oh. person who has people in front of them and they are included in a plan and they try and help the plan. But like, she's so much beyond them. Yeah, and I, I feel like more strategic awareness. Exactly. And so she's like the next evolution of, of that kind of gameplay where you're very kind, but you're also very observant and you're very focused on the dynamics around you. And I love watching this. This is it. You know, like I'm not, no, no offense to Mallory. Uh, I'm not a Mallory game fan. And I feel like this is like a better version of that that I'm actually enjoying witnessing. Yeah, Haley, um, I think she's very like self-aware of her game, mm-hmm. which is something we're not used to seeing on Survivor. Usually, we're used to seeing delusional people that think they're great, and they usually aren't. You're you're talking about me? I mean, I've never seen you play. <laughs> I am delusional though, so yeah, everyone needs a little delusion, but. <laughs> We just always see a lot of Survivor people just being like, I've gone on too many tangents in how Survivor fans are just terrible because they think they know the game when really they don't. So it's just refreshing to see somebody like self-aware being like, okay, I know these people are threats and it's important to get rid of them, but I need to still work with them because they're the only people that will work with me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So... But it's nice to see that Haley has a little bit of an evil side. (laughs) That was great. I love her. Um, So my question to you, Shane, is is that Ethan goes home. Who do you think is most responsible for this move? Who do you think could write this on their resume and get the proper citation here? I think Vivian. Mm -hmm. I I know it seems like Henry drove the ship, but... Vivian wanted Hen- Ethan out before Henry said anything. She just didn't think that they could make it happen. Yeah. But once somebody's like, but once somebody's like, I have this idea. Let's join me and vote Ethan. Vivian had to convince Abby, who then had to convince Haley, to go on board with that because Haley was super on board with Nadia, and was on board with Ethan, but came to the decision that it had to be Nadia. But Vivian had the power. I think one of the funniest moments of this whole episode was Henry being like, Abby's in no position to choose. Like, (laughs) of course she's going to vote Ethan. But Abby was the key vote. (laughs) Vivian (laughs) was going to vote Ethan. Haley wanted to vote Ethan. But Abby was the one who was holding back. So I think that was really poetic of like, Henry thinks he's in control. But really... The trio of women are in control here. They made the That is, I think, the reason why I would be really scared of, of being in a six-person alliance is because I think it really clouds your judgment where you jump you jump away from the six-person alliance and you say, so I'm actually really hot shit right now because I'm available for like you underlings to join me in my move. But when you're working with people who've been stuck on the bottom together for so many votes, you are basically just joining an alliance to join the bottom of it. Now, I think it's really funny, and I love that for Henry, Henry the feminist, but I think that it's like, yeah, you're not, like, they've already been hanging out. You're just joining the party. I don't know yeah. if I would classify Henry as a feminist from this, but okay. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I'm just working with women now all of a sudden. But, but I think the other thing, too, is, like, 
if you're gonna piss off people in the game, why are you gonna piss off Vivian and Abby of all people? <laughs> Ethan, like you should know, like that is not something that you like. That is a move you make late game. He turned on them way too early, way too early. Yeah. Now, Lee, I think this is my other concern is like, I feel like Ethan had so much information and managed to misuse almost all of it. Specifically, the Abby and Vivian are actually very good friends information. What do you think about like the, the pieces that Ethan had at his disposal that he didn't really use? See, I think Ethan just wanted to be friends with everyone. So I don't I don't think he really cared like too much. Like cuz he constantly goes on about how like oh, I had to flip on my I had to flip on you guys to protect you, Abby. Otherwise, you would have been gone home. So, I don't know. Ethan's game cannot be explained by any word in the dictionary. Which I think is true. They would have flipped on her, but he would have known about it. And he could have just tipped her off to play the idol. Yeah. Like without flipping. Yeah, just wait for them to be like, okay, now we're gonna flip on Abby. And then he can be like, sure. Hey Abby, play your idol. They're flipping on you. For whatever reason, he thought that he was on the bottom of that whole alliance because they had like he was, after so he was added happened, to a group chat late. So what happened is that after the like merged, like weird challenge thing where Tina went home. The four people that voted together made a group chat on in our Discord. And then they added Ethan and Vivian when we merged, which was really not that far after. It was like maybe one or two days. But Ethan was like, oh, they had this group chat and they're adding me to it. It's like, oh, I'm on the bottom. But really, when you think about it, Vivian and Abby wanted to work with Ethan way more than they wanted yeah. to work with Runjin and Haley and even Ricky. So he was never on the bottom. They wanted to go to the final three with them. So. That's why they told him his secret. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's... when you look at Oh, sorry. Go I, ahead. Lee. I think that was yeah. a poor excuse. I think that was his excuse of like, you guys added me to a group chat late. And I don't think that's actually why he flipped. I think he flipped because of wanting to join the other side and his relationship with Xavier and Valen and realizing that Abby was not his real number one because she had Vivian. Yeah. I, Plus that one. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I think that Ethan did the classic mistake of like over analyzing. Like Ethan is a great analyst of mm. information that's available to him, but it's also like when you really want somebody you like to text you, "Hey, I'm just thinking about you." You're like, "Oh my god, they still like me." But like y'all have gone on like twenty dates, y'all have been dating for six months or a year or whatever. They still like you because they have shown in the past, and I feel like Ethan. Like, Abby and Vivian went to Ethan and said, we are friends, by the way. Like, we're actually very good friends. And we're telling you this because we want you to know this. Now, that was always mess. But if Ethan really thought about it, he'd be like, why would they tell me if not to work with me? If not to include me in on their plans and have me be a part of their alliance? And that's the problem, with, I think, being too analytical. Obviously, it's helpful to a point, but I think that Ethan really like went overboard in a way that like kind of destroyed his ability to think critically in a very clear way and instead made him think overly critically about every like simple thing that was happening like being added to a group chat late but also being added to a group chat like I don't know which one it might be on if you can't see the history if you're really worried about it just go be like, hey, Abby, can I see your phone and look at the history of the group chat? I'm feeling and he a little could see the history. He could see the yeah, history. Yeah, so there you go. So if there's no fucking history that you can read, girl, stop freaking out about it. Yeah, just scroll up and be like, oh, Vivian was just added five minutes ago. Well, I think the, the thing, I understand where Ethan is coming from, of feeling like I'm always going to be on the bottom of Vivian and Abby. But you can use that to take them out later, and then you win. Because if you look at that six, isn't it majority OG Verandi? Yeah. There's a four with you right there. And then if you know Vivian and Abby are a duo, you know people will easily turn on Abby because they quickly will do it. Nobody will really trust Ricky. And then Vivian will, won't have any power. Goofy. He should have done what Haley did. Take a minute and be like, okay, so it's not smart to do this. I'll stick with these people for now. 
Yeah, it's a it's a hard balance of like when to do it. I think he just struck a little too early, and he wasn't uh, directly making a move against them, but in a way, it was. Yeah. What was it that? Um, I think he just. Adam- was- I think he just chose Team TV, which I can respect. I think it's fun. He definitely made these merge episodes way more fun. Like, if Team oh. TV do any yeah, of these yeah. things, like, we would have had a really boring merge, to be honest. Um, but definitely a little too soon. <laughs> Who's Team um, TV? Like, like, Team TV, like, we're, we're making choices for good television. Oh, I thought it was like, is that the name of the other alliance? Because half of these people are not good TV. <laughs> I thought it was that situation where it's like, wait, they're calling themselves Team TV and they have people like Nikhil, Valen, and Xavier on it who are not that entertaining. And kind of Nadia at this point, because I don't know why Nadia is all about this six. Well, because yeah, I think... Uh, for me, I think that like any basic survivor player is going to think about um, is going to think about a six person alliance and say, "Well, this is good because it's good for all of us." But a six person alliance is so hard to control; ooh, it's so hard to like have any real grasp on. And I think that it deludes you into thinking that you are like, "No, like I'm like a vampire." It's on. Uh, <laughs> just like it deludes you into thinking that you have more control than you actually do. Uh, but it feels like you're in a safety net. It feels like you're in safe numbers, and you're not. Yeah, one thing I kind of wish really happened that I think would be would have been so interesting, had Abby not voted Ethan and did go with the Nadia plan, watching it be a 3-3 tie between Ethan and Nadia, and just seeing how... I think if that was the case, Ethan would still go home regardless. I don't think so. I think Nadia would have left. Really? Yeah, I think Valen votes Nadia over Ethan. Yeah, because that's why I think it'll be interesting. It would have been interesting to see where Valen's true loyalty lies because um, I'm pretty sure I did a chart about this like last week. Like Valen has a lot of ties. Like she has yeah, her own whiteboard scribbles. Yeah, I do that instead of doing actual work at work, and I still get paid because <laughs> she has like the group six. She has her OG Zaman, and then she has the Ducks. She has her side alliance with Haley. Like I think she has like the most connections out of everyone. So seeing that. It would have showed where Valen's loyalties lie. I think you know, she did vote Ethan. I mean, did vote Nadia. I think Ethan still would have went home. If I'm doing it in my head. Because I think Henry, Haley, and Vivian would have still voted for Ethan. And even if Xavier, Nadia, not Nadia, Abby, and Valen. I think Nikhil would have voted to Ethan over Nadia. Yeah, probably. So I think Ethan still would have gone home regardless. It just would have been a much closer vote. And very interesting to see Nadia's reaction. So... Shane, I know you have to head out. I just want to ask really quickly from you, like, what else is there to talk about for you in this episode? Like, what is on your mind that you really want to break down? I just think that is interesting that, like, Henry is on the rise here. Like, we haven't heard much from him really a lot. And, like, I feel like his stock is kind of rising slowly. I just think that the whole episode was really just, like, almost poetic that they're all trying to turn on each other. And Ethan, who, like, kind of comes up with, another plan is like kind of blindsided for running the game the whole time and thinking that you can, and like I've, I've done this too of like thinking you can push around your allies to a certain point where they're just going to turn on you. And it, it just happens. Like, I think he, he knew it was coming without knowing it was coming. Like he knew there would be a point where they were going to turn on him. He just didn't, I don't think he expected it to be. And he, he, I didn't include this, as much but um he did like he knew that there were talks happening because he did went back to his zoom stalker era and saw vivian on call with henry and was like well what's that about but like <laughs> i don't think he really put it together yeah mm. Mm. makes sense and and i think ethan's a really good sport about everything like he yeah. has fun going on outdoor oh i think he was bitter but we'll see. Oh. Yeah, he's, 100%, he's 100% voting for Valen to win. It doesn't matter who's sitting next to her, Valen's getting Ethan's vote. I've told Ethan this before. I definitely thought he was bitter. Um, but, yeah. And he knows that, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I think that there can be... It's funny. I think there can be both. I think people can be good sports about, like, being eliminated and then also be mad at all of the people who caused it yeah. to happen, if that makes sense. Like, 
they can both accept that this is like you know i overplayed my hand and then also be like but you shouldn't have voted me out screw you guys um i, I think like we're gonna see good. a real moral dilemma from abby being like what the fuck did i just do yeah. like why did i just do that abby um, it's so it's so fascinating to watch abby play because she is a villain if you think about it like she she has played this game like a villain like she was the puppet master she did all these things but none of her actions seem villainous like she has this like weird moral compass that you don't normally see from like a true survivor villain if that makes sense like she like you see like almost every episode she's like breaking down and like having these like mental breakdowns about the game and like her decisions about it and like that I find to be an incredibly complex, fascinating character of like, I don't think that happens very often. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I love Abby and I love Abby and Vivian. Um, and this this vote was so messy and so enjoyable and full of like, like the cacophony of Survivor. And I just, I think it was a super great episode. So congrats to you guys for another another absolute banger. Thank you. And it'll it'll be fun to have this next one's more of like a live episode um, because of the whole like we what? we we, we it, it's almost Naomi. It's funny that you mentioned sequester because the dating this, round. This twist <laughs> is like date night from sequester, basically. Yeah. Yes. So, so are we getting like two tribals one episode? No, it's just one. Oh, okay. That's yeah, just one, and it'll. It, we're gonna just show like the different. Like we had like seven rounds, so we'll just show, like the each of the seven rounds and what the conversations were happening there. It'll, it's the like from from when the challenge ends to tribal. It's only about like 15, 16 minutes. So okay, it's a quick episode. Yeah, uh, probably not because there will probably be like there's still the fallout, which <laughs> and touchy subjects. So. Oh, uh, that should be fun because it went so well last season. It, it was not, I, I will say this, it was not as personal this time. Like this cast, if if you haven't, if you couldn't tell already, like this cast, there's not the same level of like, of Intensity. like personal jabbing against each other. Like, no, there's no, much nicer. It's, yeah. they're all so strategic and they're all like, like even like Vivian and Xavier, like who just like went after each other. Like in season one, if they went after each other, they'd be like, okay, never speaking to you again. But like these people are like, <laughs> these people are like, okay, like that was a st- good strategic move. Like, yeah. okay, we'll just like move on. From they this. understand it's a game. Yeah. They definitely understood it was a game much more than season one for sure. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I have to hop off, um, but I will see you all on Tuesday for the episode. You whenever. Sounds good. All right. Bye. bye. Or Wednesday for those who uh, have to wait. <laughs> oh, you have to go to bed. It's gross. Um, yeah, we, because what else should we talk about? Like, what else happens in this episode that is is notable? I mean, this is is this the first vote of its kind in College Survivor? Um, in College Survivor vote counts, yes, and even in Survivor actual production, there's never been a four-two-two-one vote. In like U.S. Survivor or Australian Survivor, there's been one in an NC Survivor, but nobody here knows what that is. <laughs> okay, okay, so so like mainland Survivor and College Survivor. Yeah, I it's mean, the very first four two two one. And I and I think it's genius. I think it's really genius because you have this like everybody is freaking out, and this is what I love about about moments like this is that you you use the opportunity for chaos and you harness it and you utilize it to to make what happens so can do you have like written down who voted for who do you remember off the top of your head because I know we have the four Vivian Abby Henry and Haley all vote for Ethan 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 and Xavier both voted for Nadia Mm -hmm. Nadia and Valen both voted for Abby and Mm Nikhil voted for Haley who do you think made the worst voting choice out of the random five? Hmm. I can't really say any of them because Nikhil and not Nikhil, Xavier and Ethan were going with a plan to vote for Nadia, which they yeah. thought was happening. Valen and Abby and Nikhil all thought they were doing a simple split vote between Abby and Haley. 
so none of them knew about the Nadia plan or the Ethan plan. So I don't really think anyone that didn't vote for Ethan made a bad move. Mm. I think it would have been a bad move had the votes been known. Like, I think if Nadia saw her her name written down twice, it definitely would have been... Uh, something Xavier had to do a lot of explaining about. And I expected... I'm actually more surprised Nadia didn't go home because I really thought everyone was going to turn on her the second everyone found out. It's like, oh, so people won't know what the vote count is like. So I can now turn on Nadia, who I think is on the bottom of the six. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I think Nadia's on the bottom of the six because I also think that Nadia just has the least social capital within that group although now it's a five right because ethan's gone yeah um, but ethan was always like wishy-washy even though yeah. he did so it was like always that main five of nadia valen henry xavier nikhil so i would say from my perceptions and tell me if i'm wrong that nikhil and xavier are working together that for a certain extent henry and xavier were working together Valen was in tight with who like like Henry and Xavier. Henry with like both of them. Yeah, both yeah. of both of them are they were a member of the Ducks Alliance, which now one of their ducks got shot down. So now it's just <laughs> Henry, Valen, and Xavier. And Henry was pulled into that alliance by Valen and Xavier, so that might stick. Well, mm-hmm. if Henry admits he vote for Ethan, I don't know if that would actually stick, but I doubt he'd do that. Can't be that stupid. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that like this five is like not destined for greatness is what I have to say. But no, and this is, I think, I don't know about you. I really believe in when you have like a group that's getting picked off, there is something that is so important about sticking to it. Now it's why like Haley thinking about backstabbing Vivian is like, Actually, like Haley, if you think about it for like a minute or two, if you can get it out of this, get out of this vote, you will be able to go like way farther with these people who trust you implicitly. Um, and I think that getting somebody like Ethan out in a round where you didn't have the majority completely solidifies the alliance that you're in because you are the only people who understand how Ethan went home. You know that it was your doing, right? Like, I feel like it really makes your alliance feel so strong, even if you're in the minority in this situation. Yeah, this vote really reminds me of a vote in Survivor Syracuse um, in Mind, Body, Soul. Have you seen Syracuse? I actually have not. I'm a big fan, but I haven't haven't watched a lot of it. Yeah, I won't say too much. I'll just say it's in the third season at the final eight. It's a similar type of vote where it's like a minority three women that... um, kept getting that just kept surviving and then eventually they became a majority four and became the final four yeah so that I, it's like the, the four, four, four like you just gotta keep yeah, going like that. we saw how big that was where it's like the majority lines kept picking them off one by one by one, themselves off and then next you know oh these four people that came into the merge are still here and they're the final five slash four should have been the final four but close enough it's just, as much as it is boring to see these all like, oh, majority alliance stick together strong, cause, but once that majority eats one member, they're just ready to eat the rest of them. <laughs> like, I already done it once, let's do it again. And the next thing you know, oh, I'm in sixth place. That's or not tied to anyone. You're, I just late and you're in ninth place. <laughs> yeah, or in some case, yeah, ninth place. <laughs> Um, okay, I just want to read some great YouTube comments because I love the YouTube comments. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, you fun. Onion, very funny. Another iconic episode. You guys aren't tired of it. Abby continues to be a legend, and I love how everyone keeps playing hard. Um, lots of holy hells is one person. Um, somebody says, I feel like foreshadowing in this episode is Haley backstabbing Vivian. Uh oh, that's my nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hope we. I'm fully expecting Haley to backstab Vivian, and I think this next episode, this episode, the next one, 
or the final seven, I can see her doing it. Because this next one, I can kind of see not. I feel like I say this every time. I can see Nadia going with how this twist is going to be like. Um, because usually in... We're, I'm just going to call it a dating round episode because it's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. People usually go for an easy target. And I feel like everyone, everyone except for like Henry and Valen will easily agree not on voting Nadia. So I can definitely see her going. Especially if Xavier is just yeah. being like, ooh, I have to go for Nadia because people are probably telling her that I wrote down her name, even though there's no proof of that. And, you know, I think what's interesting that we've seen kind of, like, brewing is the Vivian Xavier reunion, right? Like, that was, like, kind of talked about, those two? Yeah, I think those two. I mean, Xavier did go to them for the Nadia plan, being like, I can use these bottom people to get rid of somebody I don't trust. And I think, so my, my point in that is that I think that, like, I think that those two see value in each other and therefore will not be going for each other for like at least another one or two rounds. Like that's, that's also part of what I think is really key in survivor is showing that you have value to even people on the other side of your Alliance, because who knows what happens down the road. I think it's why, you know, we see Devin and uh, Dylan go so far together in Survivor Mission 3 uh, because they show each other that they have value and that, like, if you protect me, I will protect you. We will make it further. Um, and I think that Xavier and, and Vivian are kind of doing the same thing to each other. Whereas I think that Ethan was trying to have a relationship like that with Abby and Vivian, but he wouldn't protect them in a way that made them feel okay. He would say, like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, but it's not going to be you, so don't worry about it. Whereas, yeah, like, he... it's, much, it's not so beneficial. Yeah, he definitely thought, like, I'm not writing down your name. It's not like I'm doing that. There go. Yeah, there yeah. go. I'm still working with you and protecting you. And then Abby pretty much was like, I like how um, the call Ethan that Abby had, Abby was just, like, giving him the stink eye. And Ethan was just like, why are you doing that? Because you keep voting off all my allies. You keep voting mm-hmm. off the people that will vote with me. I just like how in the beginning we just had Abby and Vivian just shit on Ethan for, like, ten minutes straight. <laughs> So, Lee, any closing thoughts on this episode? And, like, I guess really, you know, who do you think is going to win Scotty Survivor at this point? Like, who is in the primo spot to win this game? Um, I said that Haley is now my winner pick from the merge onwards. Pre-merge, it was Vivian. Now it's kind of Haley. Um, I can definitely see her winning. I can see Valen winning because I... Saw in the comments and in the Discord, a lot of people are saying this is like Valen's getting a winner edit. And thinking of the jury, depending who she's up against in the final three, I can't, I can see people voting her to win. Ethan's 100% voting for Valen to win. I can see Ricky voting for Valen if Haley's not in the end. I can see Brunjan voting for Valen if Haley's not in the end. Mm-hmm. I can see Nadia voting for Valen depending on who's in the end. And I can see. I'm pretty sure I did a chart somewhere. Um, I can see if Haley's on the jury, I can see her maybe voting for Valen if Haley's not at the end. <laughs> so I think so. I Haley is my winner pick. I'm still like Vivian in the back of my head, and judging by the comments, I can also see a world where Valen wins. Yeah, and, and I think that, like, there's probably an instance where, like, somebody, like, maybe Nikhil or even Henry gets to the end, I feel like, in, like, a, you know, they're the zero-vote finalists. No offense, Henry. Because yeah. um, there has to be one every season. There has to be one. But I do think that you're you're spot on. it. And now, who would I like to see win most? I kind of would love to see an Abby or Vivian win. Haley, Valen, oh, Iconic. Like honestly, if any if, of the girls, <laughs> yeah, if Scotty Survivor continues with like women winners, like iconic yeah. stays iconic, never needs to change a single thing about them. Um, <laughs> but it, it would be really cool. I I feel like the problem is, uh, I thought for some reason it was final eight, like last episode, like the episode we're talking about. I but no, coming up this episode that will air is final eight, and I feel like that is a moment where like you got to find your four or your five. 
is is how I would describe it. Like you need to make sure that you are in a solid alliance of four with one person to cut to make it to to final like seven six five. Um, and that's to me why I think it's really important to like solidify something. And uh, yeah, Jacob, Abby, underdog winner. Period. Valen and Haley are my one and two. I think you're right here. Like Abby could win if she gets to the end. Will they let her get to the end? I doubt it. If Abby does make it to the end, I kind of it really depends on people's mindsets with the whole puppet master situation. Because if we think about it, really, what did the puppet master accomplish? Pretty much nothing other than giving Nadia an idol. But it has such a title to it. Mm. that I mean if the Zaman people are still bitter being like I can't believe the puppet master like manipulated me so I'm not going to vote for her it depends on how that is um, what was the question? I don't know I think we're just talking about who we want to win and how much we like all of these people playing this game Yeah, so we're just vibing oh yeah I was going to be like if we compare the, the final 8 coming up to last season's final 8 where it was the 4-4 tie, and... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, the Cory vote. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, Al's boot was the Puppet Master. <laughs> but Al's not on the jury. And I don't think Al would vote for the Puppet Master. No, he wouldn't. See, if you look at, like, last season's Final Eight, where it was, like, it was the four groups of four, and then it became the 4-3, and the three pretty much made it to the finals. Well, except they were just playing on cutting Leo at the end, which obviously. Yeah. Um, so, but I think the way this round is, but it being the dating round, it's going to be difficult to create your four. So it's probably, that's why I keep saying final eight tends to be an easy vote round. Like you're just going to vote off an easy person. So that's why I, I'm, that's why I think Nadia will be going. I can see Abby leaving, potentially Vivian, but I feel like Abby's more of a target than Vivian now. So I can just see one of those three leaving. Yeah, or I think that this could be a good point in time to take out Xavier. Uh, I think if you're smart and you realize that Xavier could win a lot of challenges going forward and, and you might as well kind of lose now. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're anybody else besides... Like, Abby or Vivian, you got to look at them and, and say, what the fuck? You're doing really good. Yeah. Um, uh, also, fun fact, uh, we're three tribals into the merge, and everybody has gotten a vote. <laughs> well, okay, everybody yeah, except Henry and, everyone except Henry and Valen have gotten a vote in the merge. But out of the entire cast, with this vote, everyone has gotten a vote. Wow, I love that. But, I love that. Yeah, has, their name is written, written down. It depends on how you count with council votes with Xavier and all that. But I'll always say that somebody, if you, like you know, if you want to count a perfect game, sure. If you canceled some votes, sure. But like for now, your name has been written down. Yeah, like, every name has been written down. Yeah, whether it's been canceled or not. Um. So Lee, if, if we have nothing else to talk about, I just want to ask you to plug all of the amazing things that. You're doing on the live reality game network lately. Oh, you're out well, and out. Yeah, I'm around. Um, of course, I'm doing Scotty Survivor. I also do, um, I'm also currently recapping MTV's The Challenge All Stars 3. I uh, did an episode last last Friday, two night on Friday. They, that's when it usually happens. Um, if you want to go see old ones I did, I recapped uh, Syracuse Heroes versus Villains with. Uh, all-star player Madison and had a couple of special guests. Uh, will I do season five? Depends if I can get somebody for that. And I might be doing Michigan All-Stars if that comes out. We don't know. It'll come out. I just think it'll come out forever from now. But yes, yeah, so join me for Michigan All-Stars along with some other great, amazing podcasters that we... Uh, that's yeah. way down the line. Um, yeah, I have to be there for the Jackson interview. <laughs> six and six, baby. Uh, and as for me, I just want to plug, I've been doing a lot on other networks. Uh, you will be able to hear me on, uh, a very special episode of the pride is spoken on RHAP coming soon, which I'm super psyched about. Um, and additionally, I just want to plug my good buddy and survivor Maryland co-host Steven is talking all about surviving real foot. 
that man puts in the hours watching the feeds of like this like seven day game. He does so good, and he's such such a, he should do ASMR. Really, he's got a great speaking voice. But you should go tune in to his deep dives with the players because he does such a great job. Um, and this is so fun. Remember to subscribe to Scotty Survivor. They have a Twitter account. They have an Instagram account. Go support them. Um, stay tuned for more amazing college Survivor. This season is sure to be a blast. Lee, thank you for being here. Thank you everyone thank for watching.